When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fact, he's there now. In fact, he's there now. Goodness me. I thought we were just getting him on the line, but he's there. New Zealand's number one rugby analyst, I'm happy to say, is back with us for the start of the season. Justin, good morning to you. Good morning, Smithy. Great to be back on the show. And uh, yes, I was here listening uh, to your basically conundrum that's facing a lot of Kiwi sporting fans, cricket or rugby. It's, uh, and, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think you can bounce between both. Like channel flicking just won't work. You can, you can miss a wicket or you can miss a try if you jump from one to the other. So I have achievement, to be perfectly honest, figured out which one I want to watch either. But um, I'm going to have to do that by 7pm tonight. Okay, so um, you're not going to Hamilton then? I'm not going to Hamilton tonight. No, I'm uh, making my way to Dunedin today for the Moana Pacifica uh, Highlanders game tomorrow. So I'm going to be like everybody else, sitting on my couch, and um, hopefully by 7pm, like I said, I've made a decision on what I'm going to watch. I really enjoyed watching the cricket the other night. Um, fascinating game, I think, probably, uh, as you would have said and, and seen, um, I think New Zealand missed a track. I thought they had Australia really on the ropes, but, um, you know, being the battlers that they are, they always find a way, don't they? So... Yeah, it's just sparked interest, though, having a game like that first up, uh, hasn't it? But, yep, we've got Super Rugby bearing down on us as well, and there's a lot of interest in what's going to happen in that. Well, OK, what's your bully on, on the Crusaders, then? Uh, this is a side who tonight will not have Moonga, Sam Whitelock, Blackadder, Harvey Cody Taylor, Will Jordan for the season, Fyanganuku, and they have not got Scott Robertson, but they've got Rob Penny, a man that you'd know pretty well, Justin. So how's it all bedding in for the Crusaders, you feel? Well, look, when you, when you list those names, Smitty, that's some big holes in, in important areas as well, decision-making areas, equally engine room areas where the Crusaders traditionally are strong. You know, no doubt about it, Rob Penny is a very astute coach. Um, he's been around the world coaching and obviously started his rugby in Canterbury as well. So he, he knows the DNA of Crusaders rugby. He knows what makes these players great players and makes them successful players. But he's got personnel missing and, and world-class personnel. And, and losing Will Jordan on the back of Lee Halfpity, um, who was also being imported, having an injury. Uh, they, they are two world-class players that have been to the coalface that he's going to miss. And you mentioned Moonga as well. Um, so Ray Hart has got um, um, you know the, the task of guiding the ship tonight. But um, look, I saw them. I happened to be in the UK in the last few weeks, and I saw them play the Bristol Bears over there in their pre-season game. Um, they were a little, a little out of rhythm, but they did have some players missing. But it's going to be a big ask. I'm not entirely convinced and, and sure of what we're going to see and what Rob Penny's going to coach like. 
you know, is he going to just talk to the senior players and go, well, seven titles on the bounce. Um, how did you achieve that? Shall we just replicate it? Or is he going to bring his own style into the Crusaders and see how that unfolds? Very, very interesting. Big seasons, mm. I feel, for the likes of Cullen Grace. Um, you know, yep. a chance now, there's, there's a door open for him into higher honours full-time. Tom Christie, you know he's going to be honest. Dominic Gardner, um, you know, they've, they've still got uh, in a, that loose forward trio a lot of ability. And, of course, you've you put Quinton Strange and Scott Barrett in the middle row and then a front row of uh, Williams, Bell and Bauer. They're not going to be bullied, are they, really? No, no, there's, there's enough nous there, there's enough experience still, even though there's some voids missing, and, and you mentioned Taylor and Whitelock, well, you know they were replaceable in what they've been through in the last decade or more, haven't, haven't they? So, you know, you, you realise that that is irreplaceable, but equally there is still plenty of background there. What Scott Robinson has done well has made sure that there is depth in his squad. So players stepping in, as you mentioned, will be good. Some of it's raw talent and some of it is experienced talent that's been there before. Um, big years for lots of loose forwards, to be perfectly honest. My yeah. mindset is Scott Robertson was a loose forward, Smithy, and I'm yeah. just wondering whether he's looking when he gets to the All Blacks at going back to us having a traditional number eight, you know, um, and, and maybe moving Artie Savier to the side of a scrum. He'll play, he'll play out of his skin anywhere he plays, Artie. You can play him in the centres, he'll play the same way. So, you know, I think it's a big, big year for all number eights in this country as to what... Scott Robinson wants to do when he gets his loose forward mix later in the year. Right, let's look at uh, the Chiefs as well, who are, of course, without yeah. Brody Retallick, Brad Weber, Sam Kane this time around as well. But they do welcome back uh, an interesting uh, player in Quinta Pyre, who was shockingly injured a, in a, a match last year and uh, has had to fight back a long, long way. But Quinta Pyre back in the midfield and Damian McKenzie running the cutter. So that against uh, a guy who pro- he probably knows pretty well in Rives Rehana, but would never have played against him, I wouldn't have thought. No, absolutely. So that, that is fascinating, and, and they will know, know each other well. And I think real big statement from Damien McKenzie early, this, early in this season, isn't it, that he, he wants to play 10, he's targeting 10 for the All Blacks, so he's put his stake in the ground, which obviously then gives someone like Sean Stevenson an opportunity at fullback, given the injury to Will Jordan. You know, where does he sit in the mix? Um, yeah, you mentioned Quintupaya, you know, just devastating the way that he was taken out, and it's been a long, long recovery for him, but by all accounts, he's in very good form. Um, he's rehabbed incredibly well, and his preseason form is, is real is real hot, which is good because you know the, the midfield is always a, a contentious um, selection issue for the All Blacks. You know, not since Nonu, I guess, and Smith have we really got real regulars in those in those jerseys. So big opportunities there, and obviously Anton Leonard Brown as well. That's a pretty formidable backline that they're putting out there, Smithy. I, I can tell you that mm. it's impressive. Right, OK, let's uh, look at one area which is of real interest. So, n- there is no uh, white lock, there is no retallic. It, it seems unthinkable that we won't have those players in a black jersey this year. Uh, but we do have a combo tonight and Quinton Strange and Scott Barrett who are likely possibilities. Matching them on the other side is a player uh, by the name of Tupu Vai. How big a season is it for Tupu Vai? Really big. And, you know, and obviously, you know, the other one that's really featured with the All Blacks and inconsistently... I guess, in the last half a dozen years or possibly more, um, has been Patrick Tuipolotu. Um, but, mm. you know, obviously he's been really plagued with injuries in recent times, including now again. So there is that opportunity to step in uh, where 
you know, Sam Whitelock has traditionally been holding that jersey down and is now no longer a part of the system, and, and Metallic equally as well. So, massive opportunity for, for Tupu Vai. Um, you know, like the opportunity uh, to get, I guess, consistent rugby in that jersey, um, not mess around, I guess, with that and the side of the scrum, but just make a real statement in that jersey um, is huge. And he's up against, obviously, two other contenders, you'd have to think. You know, uh, Scott Robertson will know. Quinton Strange really well. He obviously knows Scott Barrett. Um, but equally, you know, that's a great challenge for uh, Bae and really interested to see how he does compete in that zone and how their front five in general shape up against the Crusaders. Yeah, very interesting, actually. I, I mean, it's a hell of a game to start off the season. To me, it's just a shame that we have to choose to be poor. I, I, I made this point yesterday. I just thought New Zealand rugby perhaps could have looked at the cricket schedule and said, Maybe we could have started our season last night on a Thursday without any opposition. But having said that, it's done and dusted and it is what it is. Which means, uh, of course, uh, all eyes too on the Blues this year under Vern Cotter. Uh, it's, a, it's a franchise that uh, flatters to deceive all the time. And uh, my understanding is that Tony Brown's been going to be helping out for a while before he goes to South Africa. And we wish Jason O'Halloran all the best. Uh, but Tony Brown, Vern Cotter combination with a lot of talent. And Stephen Perifetta, perhaps a very, very big defining year for him. Certainly is, and, and you're bang on. You know, like the fact that he needs to be the general. There's enough talent in that back line uh, to be able to open up any team. When you look at the back three and, and strike weapons like Caleb Clark and Mark Kalea, uh, you know, Sullivan out the back, Rico Ioane in the centres, it just needs nine and ten to function really, really well. Obviously, Harry Plummer has played enough ten so he can help with Peter Fetters. Um, I guess, decision-making um, in games where things aren't quite happening for you and you need to then grab the game with a scruff of the neck. So massive for Peter Fetter to show that he can do that. It's all good and all rosy when you're on the front foot, getting quick ball uh, and, 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 and bouncing onto it. But when you have to play with static ball and make good decisions, kicking strategy has to be good. That's when really good tens show their true class. So massive um, opportunity for him as well. To, to grab that jersey and keep a hold of it and make a statement um, in a year where we're looking for another 10 with Moonga out. Um, equally great, great call from the Blues to get Tony Brown involved. I think having his maturity, his experience, his innovation um, as well, he, he thinks very carefully about the opposition and how to open them up. He's a great strategist. Um, is, an, is a really intelligent decision from the Blues and they will prosper, believe me, from having him in their DNA for this for this part of the season, if not the entire season, not sure how long that'll last. Right, OK, you've got a, a really interesting game, actually, first up. I, I mean, it's the, the Highlanders mm. against uh, Moana Pacifica. I, I'm fascinated about this. So you've got the Highlanders under Clark Dermody, who were disappointing last year, and they have an opportunity with a lot of sides missing a, a lot of talent this year to, to make a statement. They've got Billy Harmon, who's a, such an honest footballer, and maybe he's destined for bigger things this year. And Reese Patchell, who's an interesting acquisition. He played 22 times for Wales, Justin, over a span of about nine or ten years. Uh, running the cutter for them tomorrow in particular. Yeah, absolutely. And really interesting. Like, I, I was in Wales and I went to the, the Six Nations game when they played Scotland and I bumped into um, Reese's agent uh, when I was over there, a guy I used to know, and he, I basically were having a chat and he said to me that, yeah, Reese was kind of not really finding his mark there in Wales and at the Scarlets, um, kind of wondering what he's going to do next. He got a couple of good offers uh, from Japan and another one from uh, an English club and I think one from France and he was trying to decide, trying to decide and then bang, 
right at the last minute, he gets this option come in from New Zealand, from the Highlanders, and he literally just said, yep, that's me, I'm coming. And so obviously he's really motivated and keen to be playing rugby in New Zealand. It's a massive opportunity to experience super rugby. They all sit down and they watch it over there, the players, and um, they're fascinated by it. So yeah, he's getting the opportunity for the first time on Saturday night. No doubt about it, he's a world-class player. Um, just been a little out of sorts, but he may very well thrive under that environment there under Clark Germany. Jamie Joseph is director of rugby there now. Some really good experience there, some good players around him. So fascinating to see how he goes. The thing with the Highlanders that I've been really impressed with pre-season and their pre-season form was good. They're undefeated in the pre-season um, and they put big points on the Crusaders, albeit a B, uh, Crusaders B team is there. They've got some firepower, firepower now from centre out, city, which they really have been struggling within recent mm. years, but they've got Tamatama Noawai out there, the Nareki's back and strong. Uh, you know, they've got some genuine class there now, so it'd be interesting to see um, if they can get them good ball because they can open up any team but those back four players. Moana Pacifica, now with Tana Umanga at the helm, he's enlisted uh, Tom Coventry, which I think is a great asset to have on your, con- uh, your, your coaching mm. staff, and Stephen Jones out of Wales as well. Um, so what are we making of uh, a, a relatively new look Moana Pacifica? Julian Severe, I see it, second 5'8". Yeah, that, that's really interesting, isn't it? But if anybody's got the ability to transform a winger into the centre, it's Tana Umanga, isn't it? Because that's the mm, ship that he true. made. And didn't he make that um, a, a very successful shift? But I, I quite like the way that, uh, that, that his mindset is. You know, Julian's um, got himself nice and trim, but equally he, he's direct now. And, and I think he's got really good knowledge for the game, um, knows where and when to, to find and look for space. Uh, and maybe he's just lost a yard or two of pace. So, you know, having him a little tighter in and, and using his power and his knowledge, I think is a really good decision. Um, look, where are they going to sit? No doubt about it. They are entertainers, Smithy, and they have got the ability, again, to open up any side with some of the talent they've got scattered across their, their 23 players that they select each week. Their, their biggest issue is how much can Coventry and co do, and, and, and Tana as well, um, to shore up that tight five. Because ultimately, we go, we see Moana Pacifica play every weekend, uh, but when they play, particularly against New Zealand teams, more so than the Aussie teams, uh, they get bullied. And they can score a couple of early tries, but then to, to get fight the way back into the team, the opposition will just pin them in there, 22, line out more, scrum, demolish them, and just get them with set piece. So if they haven't sured that up, if they can't get that functional and at least get parity, the same old demons will come back to haunt them again, and they'll just get bullied in their 22 and leak points, which ultimately cost them rugby games. And finally, uh, we can look at uh, the Hurricanes who have uh, a bit of a dangerous trek across to Perth. I think fresh up, who knows uh, whether the force can spring a surprise or not. But this is a new, new look coaching setup as well under Clark Laidlaw, who has to make the transition, of course, from sevens across to 15 mm. rugby. He'll probably be able to do that with ease, I would think. But he will have to do it initially without Artie Savera, of course. And his named captain, Brad Shields, is out this weekend as well. Um, so uh, I think his name, Geordie jo- Barrett, actually, is as one of his co-captains, uh, and Osafa Omua. OK, the Hurricanes this year, and particularly tomorrow. Or on Yes, I think it is tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah, look, it's a really interesting yeah. game again. Um, don't, don't ever easy the force at home um, and getting to Perth. Uh, it's going to be boiling hot at this time of the year, so it's always a, it's always a hard game 
um, initially to have to front up to. Uh, you know, they've, they've got in this year Nick White um, from the Brumbies and Ben Donaldson, so a couple of Wallabies uh, at 9 and 10, the force, which will mean they have very good decision makers uh, in those jerseys, which is always helpful for any side. So a couple of class players that the Hurricanes will have to think about fronting up to. Um, yeah, really interesting squad that the Hurricanes have got. It's a, it's a good one. The back line, again, looks really, really dangerous. Um, obviously, uh, Perinara is not back yet, but he's had minutes under his belt, and Roy Gard is on the bench, so I think they've got Valuin, um starting at nine. Um, Brent Cameron um, in the 10 jersey, you know, that's, that's probably where a lot of their success is going to come from. If they can get real good... Uh, consistent performances out of him in the 10 jersey, then they've got the back line again, the firepower to front. You know, back row is very good. And again, you know, their type five has probably been the biggest question mark in recent years. If their type five can front up, well, the Hurricanes are capable, uh, again, of competing with any team in the competition. But, yeah, real transition time for them. It'll be interesting to see um, how they go this year, Smithy. I'm, I'm fascinated, but I do think they've got the, the, the calibre of player to compete and be there there or bouts around finals time. So tonight is a, or tomorrow night is a massive first up test for them. Good, good luck over there in Perth. We've really focused on uh, our sides, which we, of course we're always going to do. Are we still looking at Larkham and the Brumbies as the biggest threat? Yeah, I think so. Uh, look, New South Wales and Queensland have both got good squads, but there's not massive amount of difference in terms of personnel and players and what we've seen in the last couple of years. It's just whether or not those players have matured. You know, the Brumbies have always got a little bit more firepower in their tight five and in their Lucys, which means they compete better against the New Zealand teams. Problem with the Reds and, the, and New South Wales in particular, um, those two sides really struggle in the tight five to compete with the New Zealand teams. So it's whether or not they've sured that up enough, they've learnt, their players have matured and, and realised that they've, they've got a front physically, otherwise they just win rugby games against the New Zealand rugby franchises because they just get out physical. So if they've learnt, and the, and the coach is coming in, you know, obviously Brad Thorne's not there in, uh, anymore. I think they've got Les Kiss involved, who, um, with the Reds, who is very good, um, rugby league background, and he won't mince his words, I'd imagine. So, yeah, I think it, I'm fascinated as to how those two sides go. The Rebels are obviously, you know, administrative problems, so lots of off-field things going on. But, yeah, they're probably the team to, to watch out for, Smithy, absolutely right, is the Brumbies. Okay, and just uh, finally, uh, not this weekend, but uh, next week in Queenstown, I would imagine is quite a social, a social challenge for you, Justin, um, with the, the golf being there. <laughs> yeah, the golf, the golf is on in Queenstown uh, next weekend, Smithy, and I can tell you now, I played golf yesterday, and my ball ran off the green three times. Um, that's just because I'm a crap putter, <laughs> but uh, um, but they're running pretty slick. So yeah, very social week. Um, you know, a, a great competition. A bit of a shame that Ryan Fox can't make it, but he's just been so successful now. You know, he has to focus on the bigger tournaments and the more lucrative ones, I guess, to a degree, but equally keeping his profile high and keeping the competition um, that he faces each week high too because he just seems to get better the bigger challenges you put in front of him. So a big name missing, but plenty of other big names here. Um, and, yeah, it'll be another great weekend. Uh, at the New Zealand Open here in Queenstown. So if anybody's coming, I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. And, yeah, stay away from me. It's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> good advice, yeah. Yeah, good advice. Hey, hey Justin, uh, always good advice to get uh, you on as well. So thanks very much, uh, mate, and enjoy um, this evening, whatever you watch, um, and drive safely to, to Dunedin, and uh, we'll catch up shortly. But uh, great weekend. Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't wait. And, um, yeah.
I don't know. I, I, I just like I just like tonight. I just like the Chiefs. Actually, I just like the Chiefs tonight. But who knows? Yep, absolutely, Smitty. I'm always. Uh, great to come on with the best broadcaster going around. Appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, go, go the Black Caps, mate. Believe me, uh, yeah. let's, let's get this uh, series squared up. And, yeah, I'm probably going to steer towards the Chiefs as well, but my heart will be beating Crusader. Would it be nice to see you on the bank at Hagley Oval in about 10, 12 days' time as well? If I'm there, Smithy, don't you get those TV cameras everywhere, anywhere near me like you did at Lord's. <laughs> well, nothing, I've got nothing to do. I got nothing to do with the TV camera, but the radio will highlight you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will, buddy. <laughs> or just don't, just don't keep wearing those pink shirts like you do to Lords. Oh well, I know you. When you're trying to be um, not not seek attention, wearing a pink shirt is probably the wrong way to go about it, isn't it? But anyway, I try my best. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Well, it's great to catch Good up, you, Justin. Have a terrific week. Terrific weekend, mate. Thanks for your time. Yes, Smitty.